0: No, no wait, wait, wait. desist. <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> this reminds me of um. There was another podcast. I think I might have sent it to you. Where they were like Tupperware, and he was like, "Say it again." He was like Tupperware, and he said, "Say the first word." And he said Tub. He's like, "No, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's Tub. Wait, Tupperware. Yeah. Not Tub like a tub. Yeah. Tup. It does look like a tiny tub for food, though. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah,
1: maybe it was originally Tupperware. Like, what's Tupperware? Is Tupper a last name of somebody? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe we can Google that. But first, I just Googled the definition of desist. Oh, yeah. And it means literally cease.
0: <laughs> cease. cease and desist. It's so cease it's, cease.
1: It's really redundant, actually. So maybe we should petition to change that term. Yeah,
0: yeah. and do that before Matthew, Mc... oh, after Matthew McConaughey says okay. some shit. Who invented Tupperware? Eh? <laughs> do you remember Cha-Cha on the phones? when you would, like, Founder, text charge Earl
1: Tupper. No!
0: <laughs> Earl! Who's it? who, why? What I don't understand is why you would use your last name for anything. Like, what if Tupperware was Gearhart? <laughs> what? Gearheart, <we're> Plotskyware. <laughs> Plotskyware. Yeah, I know, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have the perfect last name yeah. to do some I mean, stuff Tupper like that. Tupper isn't too bad. Earl Tupper. Earl Tupper. At least he didn't go with his first name. 1946. Hey, do you, you got some plastic Earls around? <laughs> Actually, that works. <laughs> no. I do remember Cha cha. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I do. You remember um I remember Chacha so much. I used to ask the dumbest questions. I'd be like, When's the earth gonna end? And Cha-Cha's like I don't know. In the Mayan calendar.
1: Well, actually and it would like oh gosh, it was so good. What's that one, um, app that was around kind of in high school where it was, like, a discussion board, but it was all anonymous? Do you remember? And, like, you could get, like, upvotes and downvotes. It was almost like a mixture of, like, Twitter and Reddit, but people used it for, like, gossip and drama, you know? And it was all anonymous. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Oh, man. And you Somebody can... will know. Uh, uh, one of our one listeners The will one know. listener.
0: Anna, thank you. Does she know? <laughs> Probably not.
1: Katya, <Content>, do you know? <laughs> <laughs> um- No, oh man. Yeah, it was like really. Yik Yak. Yik Yak! I remember Yik Yak, -yak, but I was
0: scared of Yik Yak, and that's why I didn't use Yik Yak.
1: Yik Yak. Yeah, that's what it is.
0: Anyways. Was that somebody's last name, too? No. (laughs) (laughs) I got a really animated, like, action out of you when I said that.
1: (laughs) No, it's like it was the original TikTok. TikTok yik yak. Oh, just kidding. It wasn't anything like TikTok. Oh, okay. but I'm sure TikTok stole that name from yik yak. They're yeah. like, you know what? It's really trendy. Making two random sounds that sound similar but changing one vowel. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess back to um whatever topic you have today yeah let's cease and desist i will (laughs) say um we are recording in the backyard of kristen's parents house Mm -hmm. because we don't have anywhere else to really go Mm -hmm. um but next episode we may be in some sort of studio of sorts yeah which could be really nice might rent out some sort of community workspace yeah Yeah. like a a room Mm -hmm. maybe be a member and pay a monthly fee of some sort which actually is pretty damn expensive so who's to say yeah maybe we'll just do a little bit but um right now you may hear a little dripping in the background but it might and be nice and that's not you losing your mind <laughs> i mean it could be but i doubt it it is just uh because it, it snowed last night so yeah so the gutters are freeing themselves yes <laughs> so. says, now it's
1: actually kind of warm yeah it's a little bad. warm yeah you know, it's good enough to sit outside in
0: the middle of january so yeah i'm wearing my jacket like a snuggie right now mm-hmm i'm actually very comfortable
1: I have my jacket from Duluth Trading Company. I really hey. like that place. Hey, I really do. I'll We've have to go. Yeah, that's a, it's a really cool little jacket. Yeah, it's heavy, too. And it's really good for layering. Yeah, so. and it's, like,
0: longer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it got big pockets. <laughs> we got mm-mm. deep pockets. D-pockets? Deep. Deep pockets You got deep pockets <laughs> Hot pockets? No, not D-pockets. It's got d <laughs> You got the <da> pockets <laughs>
1: Anyways, oh, no. It has very large pockets.
0: Yes. But, um, back to the four corners. So, this, uh, so one corner we did, I would say, last episode was the culture, maybe one? A, col- a culture corner? Yeah. And then this corner is, like... Crime corner. A crime corner. Yeah, I think we should just go with it. Crime. Culture. It could culture. be anything. Crime we
1: culture. Crime culture. So those are two of the well, four corners so Will we stick with
0: C's later mm-hmm. on? Who's to say?
1: Who's to say? Anytime somebody says who's to say, I think of that Moon Taxi song. Who's to say I'm
0: crazy. I it.
1: Thank you to the one who knows that song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look it up. It's a good song. they live version. Um, it's great. But uh, my topic was last week. So this week is um, Kristen's topic and I have nothing, I have no idea what she's going to bring up.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, I kind of want to just, like, start the story without, like, telling you, like, what the premise is or, like, who we're talking about. I think that's great. All right. Um, And I'm... Set the scene. Do you hear those... I I hope that you can hear those sirens in the back because that is perfect. If you just said set the scene and the sirens come on... Yo, that was weird. That is kind of perfect. I hope you can hear that. Thank you, you, simulation. Just know that... Okay, if you can't hear that, that was just, like, a really (laughs) bad silence, but... If you could, you're welcome. Setting the scene really perfectly. Um, okay, so I got most of this information from um, a podcast called Killer Psyche, which I actually just discovered today because I wanted to talk about this case and didn't have that much time to read up on it, so I just wanted to listen to it and click the shortest podcast that I could have. I, thorough review of the podcast, I don't really like podcasts that sound like 60 Minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, like documentary type Monotone voice yeah. yeah yeah where it's almost like cheesy uh but it gave me a lot of good information and it gave me the way i'm going to start this podcast Wonderful. i'm also looking at uh crimemuseum.org just to kind of refresh my memory on some of the details so um on june 4th 2008 travis and jody were ex-lovers <laughs> Kelly's got her eyes closed. She's yeah. Sexy. I'm really setting the scene for myself right now. <laughs> Travis and Jody, ex-lovers, were in Travis's home in Mesa, Arizona. They started off the night by uh, taking some scandalous photos of each other, and they ended up in the bathroom where they started taking pictures in the shower, and then, as Jody is you know kind of near the floor and Travis is in the shower. You know, water's all coming down, very steamy photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Jodi feels something hard to the back of the head. And when she comes to, she sees Travis huddled in the shower, looking absolutely terrified. And as she goes over to, you know, console him or see what, what, what the heck's going on, uh, she hears a voice behind her and turns around and sees two... Um, completely masked, wearing all black individuals, both have guns. One is a man and one is a woman, supposedly. Um, so she's putting together the dots that they hit her over the head. He's obviously terrified. Um, and then they start threatening Travis. And Jody is a kind of a rambunctious <laughs> woman and does not give no fucks. So she starts charging at them and they... You know, put the gun to her head and is like, you know, don't do it again. I'm going to fucking shoot you, you know? And mm-hmm. so she's like, okay, is trying to be, you know, really what, do whatever they want and just like hope that, you know, Travis doesn't get hurt. But as it's become clear that the woman is going to either seriously hurt Travis or kill him, she somehow manages to get free from the man burglar, intruder, whatever, and the this ninja looking dude and attacks the woman who is, you know, being threatening towards Travis. And as she's attacking the woman, somehow the gun goes off and she looks over at Travis and he's been shot in the face and is screaming in pain and is bleeding profusely all over the shower. This is the story that she told the cops when she was arrested for Travis's murder. It probably never happened. (laughs)
0: no I loved that that was so good you got me in you got me there I was in the bathroom I was like watching it like you do in a dream and then you were like but it probably never happened. And then, like the crime song comes on, and some like documentaries, like, doo, 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 like <laughs> oh my god, that I was so say, good.
1: I will say that is pretty much exactly how Killer Psyche podcast starts. So I, I made it my own. Yeah. But that I, I really like. I mean, way I that think they, it's hard to do a crime
0: intro yeah, and not do something
1: like dramatic like that. Sure. Yeah. Because crime I, is dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the way it set that up. You know, yeah. I, it's not just like. One day, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, On the third of August Although I did start like that, I said on June fourth, <laughs> I
0: kinda just shot on you and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I did oh,
1: Um Okay, so here's here's for the real story.
0: Real story. Real story. Real
1: story. <laughs> story. story. No, Sirens again, no, eh? Obviously the only people that know the real story are um, Travis Alexander and mm-hmm. Jody Arias and only one of those two people are remaining to tell that story today Mm -hmm. so the hard part is that we have about you know four or five different versions that jody tells us of what happens that day luckily though she was not very meticulous in getting rid of all of her evidence when the police got to travis's house they were there because his roommate found him so let me back up a little bit Travis Alexander was supposed to go on a trip to Cancun, Mexico, on June 10th um, with his current girlfriend, um, Mimi Hall. So he was originally going to take Jodi Arias until they broke up, which was like a year ago, basically. They had been broken up for a year, but they had had a secret sexual life um, on the side. So he's about to take his... in, In April, he decided to take another woman, Mimi Hall, instead. And when he missed the conference call, concerned friends were like, this is not like him. Where is he? He's never missed a call before. So let's go to his house. Where is he? Where is he? So they go to his house. They use an alarm system to get in. They know his code or whatever. And when they get there, his bedroom door is locked. And so they call up his roommate. His roommate comes home and his roommate opens the door to Travis's room. When they open the door to his room, immediately they're hit with the smell of five-day-old death. Dead body. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dead Travis body. Yeah. dead. (laughs) dead, (laughs) Sorry. A dead Travis corpse. Um, (laughs) As as opposed to a live
0: corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the immediate opposite is a live corpse, which is what we are, aren't we? (laughs) Live anyway, Corpse is a good fan name. That's Anyways, another conversation for another day.
1: <laughs> so, when they found him, he had 27 stab wounds, a slit to the throat, and a gunshot to his face. Fuck. Obviously, they call 911, and the police show up to their house. And when they get there, they see there is blood everywhere. There's blood in the hallway, there's blood in the shower, blood on the sink, blood on the walls. blood on the floor. And these photos of this crime scene are actually pretty widely available, you know, they... they Callie's gonna look him up right now. I feel now, like that's public. Is that
0: public information? That's public information mm. in some sort. Wait, what is this again? How do you? What's the name of this? Like Travis Alexander the is body. the oh. victim. I think I got it.
1: Jody Arias is the uh, current as as we are in the story. The oh, suspect.
0: This is very. I should, this is a lot. This is a lot of a lot.
1: Yeah. No, they're very readily available. Good thing I
0: only had Mentos before we started. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, if you guys want to look those up, you can. I know that uh, I would if I was listening to this and I hadn't already seen them. Um, <clears throat> so, anyways, they're trying to collect all of the evidence. They can. They look all over the house, and they find something really strange. hmm They find the camera that Jody and Travis were using to take seductive photos in the washing machine.
0: That was like the
1: laundry? face that I made. <laughs> yeah. It was like a- what? Like a load of whites or what? Like- <laughs> <laughs> I want to a picture that it was just the camera and the washing machine. Okay. And that for a good 90 minutes on June 4th, 2008, all mm-hmm. you heard in the house was a- <laughs> And you're like, someone cleaned some shoes. <laughs> I bet you it would sound like that. So they find this-, this camera, and although you would think that the water damage has completely rendered it useless, it was not. They were able to recover some photos from the memory card. Okay. And in those photos, they first see the events that led up to Travis's death, um, including all of the pornographic photos of both himself and of Jody Arias. Okay. I should mention, too, that when the police showed up, both his friends and his roommate were adamant that Jody had something to do with this. Mm-hmm. They had told the police that she had been stalking him, that she made his life hell, that she 100% was behind
0: this. 100%! She was 100% behind it! <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and
1: um, so when they find these pictures of Jody on this camera, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, she was at least with him. It's time stamped for the day of his death. Of course so she, she was with at least with him before he died. She might have been the last person to see him alive. Mm -hmm. And as they're going through these photos, they start to get to the part of the photos where he's in the shower. And it stops for a good, I don't know. I I don't know exactly the amount of time. I would say probably like 10 to 15 minutes. And then the camera started automatically taking photos from the floor of the bathroom. And in those photos, you can progressively see Travis getting murdered. You see him alive, and then you see him with his head on the, uh, the bathroom floor, or the shower floor. You see blood spurting profusely from some part of his upper extremities. And then you see pools of blood. And in one of these series of photos, you see the right foot and pant leg of Jodi Arias. That combined with her DNA, And blood found at the scene leads police to think, we got it. Like, this is 100% our killer. Cats in the bag. Yeah. Wait, is that right? Yeah. uh, Normally the cat comes out of the bag. Yeah, but
0: I got the cat. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the bag bag. now, okay? Like, I got that cat. No more curiosity. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) The curiosity killed Travis. Um, uh,
1: sorry. Anyways. (laughs) Um... Where was I? Anyways. The cat's in the bag. Right. They got Jody. They think that there's no way it's anybody else. We definitely have her. So they bring her in for questioning, and she is insistent that she has not seen Travis in months. She, She sticks to the story that they had been broken up, that he had moved on, that she has another boyfriend. She's living in California at the time. She actually has lived in... California throughout the majority of their relationship, and they did a long distance California to Arizona relationship. So she's like, I've been in California, haven't been anywhere near him. I was going to go see my current boyfriend during that day. I had I didn't drive anywhere near Mesa, Arizona. Not no, don't have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And They try. And Girl, they we try. got you though. They try. Sorry. They try to get it out of her without um, introducing any sort of evidence that they have on her mm-hmm. until one of the lead detectives shows her a photo of her on the bed that Travis had taken. A very explicit photo. Mm -hmm. She stares at it in silence for about six minutes and says, I guess that does sort of look like me. So. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Then the cops are like, okay, we got to use the evidence that we have in order to get this out of her. And when they show her the rest of the photos, that's when she comes up with her story of the two ninja-like intruders. Okay. Yeah, keep going. I got some questions, but they might get answered, so we'll see. Although, the story of her, well, first, the one suspicious thing is her saying, I had nothing to do with it, Mm -hmm. and then changing her story. She says that the reason why she didn't come out and say it was intruders right off the bat was because the intruders threatened her that if she said anything about this, that she would come after her and everybody that she loves. Classic. Of course. Classic intruder you, sentence. You only got to watch one action movie to know that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just one. I'm
0: going to call bullshit on that. What's that one with
1: the Liam Neeson who's always- Taken? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's always trying to find, find
0: you his daughter. I will find you and I will
1: kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so- Now she's changed her story. She's admitted this story about these two intruders, but the picture with her her foot and her pant leg while he's being murdered after she said that she had left after he got shot in the face because they threatened her and she ran away, she drove away, she was long gone, but now we have this picture of her pant leg, right? It's not a ninja pant leg. It's not anything like the intruders that she... It described so they're like, You're still bullshitting us, it's mm-hmm. still not the right story. Um, and they still haven't told her that her DNA was found, like, yeah, at the crime scene. That's
0: uh, that's phase three, actually, right? Phase and it wasn't like, just like, Oh, your,
1: your DNA was on him because you guys had sex before right. he was murdered, like, right. they're like in the wounds, you know, like, yeah. you were there, yeah, you were there. Um, they indict her, she gets a lawyer, her lawyer advises her that. You should probably change your story to self-defense so now we have a third story that mm. they were taking explicit photos in the bathroom um that they were exes so they were like you know basically like hate fucking excuse my language hey, but they had like that's life <laughs> that's life <laughs> and um that you know things were really on and off like really um combative between them and When they were taking photos in the bathroom, the camera slipped out of her hand because it was wet and it dropped and Travis immediately was furious with her for doing that. And so he lunges at her and tries to punch her and kick her and she gets away, scrambles away, knows that he keeps his gun in his closet in his bedroom, goes to grab it, points it at him. Threatens him, and then when he continues to attack her, she shoots him in the face.
0: Like, she had time to go run to the bedroom. And then she stabbed him 27 times. (laughs) Yeah, like, well, like, a guy's coming at you, and you have time to, number one, think of where the gun is, number two, run from the bathroom to the bedroom to go get the gun,
1: bring it back, because
0: he's still in the bathroom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, wait, how is he still in the bathroom at this point? Like, because if
0: anything, like, thinking about it, like, he's not going to be like, oh, let me get in the tub while you, like... Defend yourself. Yeah, (laughs) go get your gun, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like I, that doesn't make any sense. And I mean, survivors can do that. You know, when there's adrenaline pumping, and you know, they they can think of how to get out. They do get out. But like you said, he's not just gonna like wait in the bathroom for her. Right. And then if he
0: follows her, she'll run back into the bathroom for some reason,
1: and she's the one in the tub. Like it doesn't make sense. Right. It's yeah. There's the, I don't know the the ways that they are moving throughout his house don't line up with her story yeah um so this is the story that she eventually sticks to that travis attacked her and that she had to kill him in self-defense which doesn't make much sense to me because the crime scene photos the mortician you know they're all saying i mean he has a gunshot to the face which didn't kill him Then he has 27 stab wounds, and then a final um, slit of the throat from ear to ear. That is the final. Yeah. Like these are
0: all very intentional things. Like they're steps. They're not just like, because it's shooting in somebody in self defense is
1: a one thing, but then like, you don't think that's enough, and then you just continue. Right. I mean, if you're in self defense and you shoot someone in the face, and they're screaming, and there's blood on the floor, wouldn't you run away? Or you shoot them again? Right. Or if they're still attacking you, but if they're not still attacking you, like, okay, isn't that the point? Didn't you, like, mission yeah. accomplished? You know? Run away? Yeah. Get out with your life? Call the cops and say what you had to do? Right. Maybe you try to save his life, you know?
0: Yeah, be like, he was just attacking me. Doesn't deserve necessarily to die. Mm-hmm. Or does he?
1: But... Just kidding. Sorry. So, as they, you know, get... This is, uh, a long, long process, as it always is. Um, she was indicted only a month after the death on July 9th, 2008. And she pled not guilty on September 11th, 2008. Um, the trial began five years later, four and a half years later, in January in 2013. Interesting. So she spent about four and a half years in jail um, before her trial, which is kind of fucked. I mean, what she did, I mean, is fucked. And I don't ever want to, like, defend a murderer, obviously, but it just kind of goes to show, like, the ina- inadequacies of our justice system, yeah. just one of them, you know, and the fact that if she didn't do this, she still would have spent four years of her life in yeah. jail for something that she didn't do, or maybe oh, something no, that was traumatic for her, you know? Yeah, Which is absolutely not the case in this case, but right. I'm sure it happens in other cases. Oh, it
0: there's other things stuff, yeah. that people are in jail for that they, murders they didn't even do, and they're still in jail for it.
1: Yeah, so when the trial began in January 2013, the prosecution sought the death penalty for Arias, And, um, On February 6th, so just a month later, this is when her, you know, attorney or defense attorney helps her come up with a story about uh, self-defense. So she testifies that she had killed Alexander in self-defense and stated that Alexander was abusive during the entirety of their relationship. Um, There was about three months of court proceedings. And it was hard because she was just it was hard for the jury because She was not really, she was not sorry for what she did. Mm -hmm. She seemed very soft-spoken and, you know, quiet, reserved, not really saying much outright. Um, She tried during her defense to say that um, she had donated her hair to Locks of Love multiple times while she was in jail. Um, which is kind of a strange thing to bring up as if you're trying to just, like, prove, use any little thing that you're, like, a good person to yeah. try to, like, tell the jury that you didn't do this. Which, you know, if you're going to try to convince somebody that you're a good person after, like, being accused of murder, donating your hair in jail is probably not something that's going to reverse gonna be like, that. that's a weird thing to do. Another <laughs> thing that she did, I mean, it just kind of shows that she didn't really have um, a good sense of self-awareness for, mm-hmm. you know... What was like appropriate to say, or what was going to help her in this case? Um, another thing that she did was she held up a white T-shirt in court that said "survivor" on it, and she said that she would mass-produce these and donate them to victims of domestic abuse. So, talking about morality here, um, it's I want to kind of talk about maybe what would have made <coughs> Jody want to kill. Yes.
0: Yeah. They were taking sexy photos. That's not something that's not...
1: Unless, like, that's a, a kink of sorts. Maybe. But I don't think that's the case. I don't think it is. Travis Alexander was a very committed member of the Mormon church. Oh. <laughs> they always it's find realistic. a way to come back around, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> when they met, um, Doty. Immediately, they met at a, a business convention in September of 2006 in Las Vegas. And the first thing that she noticed about him was his potential. Mm. As she says. Um, they isn't that the
0: first thing? <laughs> isn't it? People you see who somebody identify. You like, yeah, and they're like, like, they've got a lot of potential. You know what? You've got potential. For what? Like, if somebody said
1: that to me, <laughs> i feel like, well, I'm sorry. Perhaps she was saying that because she was a member of a multi level marketing system, uh, scheme
0: mm. at
1: the time. And, like, a pyramid scheme? Exactly. Okay. Yep. And,
0: um... (laughs) What are they selling this time? eh? Yeah. Sorry. I keep interrupting you.
1: (laughs) No, this is a back and forth. We need the commentary or else my story is just, like, a one dry narrative, you know? That's true. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree with you. (laughs)
0: It's not dry. Yeah. It's uh, it's very moist and it's very like, flavorful. It's, it's like got some spice. It's like shower moist. Yeah, it's got. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's got some spice. It's got some crime. It's got
1: some twists and turns of religion. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they became friends right away, and in November, only two months later, Arius was Jody. Arius, was baptized into the Mormon faith at. Alexander's church and Travis even um, did the honors of like doing the baptism. I'm not exactly sure how it works in the Mormon faith, but he did something where he like, you know, guided her into it. Right. It took that took himself. He was like that God's vessel of getting her into baptism or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So they began dating, um, but broke up, broke up in the summer of 2007. Do you know Why? because the mormon church has this thing called the law of chastity oh which says you sh- the good old
0: chastity <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: you should not have sexual relations with anybody that you are not married to because Class- the mormon church believes that marriage is so sacred and mm-hmm. so important that and sex being such an integral part of that that you should only save that for this your sacred spouse yes and only until then yes so when Travis and Jody had sex all throughout their relationship. Yes. Jody thought that that was her way of solidifying her connection with this man. She said, I'm going to give him the one thing that no woman normally does, you know, because he's surrounded by a lot of Mormon women and that's yeah. normally his dating pool. And she says, I'm going to give him the one thing that he never can get. Yeah. Sex. And I'm, that's how I'm going to trap him into being with him, me for the rest of my life. Yeah. And unfortunately, it had the opposite effect. Travis told his friends that he would never marry Jody because yep. he wanted to marry a virgin.
0: Ooh, she should have thought about that one, <laughs> huh? She should have thought about maybe the other side of the fence on Which that both one.
1: both sides are fucked up. You oh know? yeah, no, this is
0: some sort of manipulation at its finest right here. This is a prime
1: example of what you call the Madonna whore complex. Whoa! Yeah, you had.
0: S- I was that's great. Yeah. Keep going? (laughs) That's great.
1: (laughs) So let me pull up the the definition of the Madonna Horror Complex, but basically the idea, I believe, um, it was identified by Sigmund Freud, which (sighs) How did
0: he know Madonna back then? (laughs) Like a virgin touch for the very first time (laughs) Like a virgin So, believe it or not, Madonna is a religious figure. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Not the cultural phenomenon? (laughs) You would think. It was just, it was just, like, um, Madonna. That was dumb. That was some dad thing to do. I'm really sorry. But I embody that energy too
1: much. Um, In Christianity, uh, Madonna is, uh, in Italian, it um, literally means my lady. So, it's referred to uh, uh, Mary. My lady. Virgin Mary. Lack like of virgin. <laughs> Whenever you say virgin, I'm just going to sing it. <laughs> just for a second. So that's the kind of complex that this is. We've got this um, juxtaposition of uh, Madonna, a virgin Mary. Like a virgin. And a whore, which is quite obviously... Whore. Sorry. <laughs> so this concept that Freud identified, which we have problems with Freud, of course. You mm. know, there's always problems with him. Oh, but Freud. But he identified this, uh, this phenomena that... Uh, It's like a psychological explanation of why men are so uncomfortable with women's sexuality Mm -hmm. and how they see women as either this pure, you know, sacred Madonna-like person who has never had sex in their life, or if you've ever had any sort of dirty, sinful sexual action, you're a whore.
0: Okay, let's break this down real quick. Yeah. Okay, so when because I have I have some thoughts about this as you're bringing it up. What so seeing a woman as both of those things is, is very problematic. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, seeing a woman as like a very pristine doll-like, baby-like, mm-hmm. small child-like, mm-hmm. fuckable item yeah. is really not great, <laughs> right? Like, because no, that's really crazy. and Then that just like shows that like that's just fucked up. And then seeing The opposite of the spectrum, like a woman who is out there and she's tried things and she's sexy and she's like this. but And that's also seeing her as the ultimate object as you can, Mm -hmm. right? Because she's just an object of male fantasy, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And that's also very fucked up. Right. And there was this revolution that happened, the sexual revolution that happened in like the 90s where, you know, women are trying to get away from this Madonna complex of this like pristine, you know, untouched, pure, um, idea and they're trying to take back ownership of their sexuality yeah. by being overly sexual and overly whatever but then it turns into men using that against them too yeah. And now they refer to women as only sexual beings you know you've got playboy and yeah. you know sports Illustrated and you know anytime women are represented in the media there's some sort of sexual undertone yeah. or sexual problem or sexual conversation that has to take place so it's really like you can't win either way which is pretty much exactly what the concept complex is named for it's madonna whore it's either madonna or whore and there's right. nothing in between and right women are either black and white and they can't be multifaceted yeah. and
0: you can't be more than one dimension you yeah. have to be just this one object of desire I, yet again another thing that women no matter what they do are screwed are always for. losing for mm-hmm. because it's like oh i can't be i can't i can't be anything right in anybody's eyes Besides my own mm-hmm. and my other fellow women, or people who identify as women. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just crazy to me. Um, Freud wrote, Where such men, so such men who have a Madonna whore complex, mm-hmm. Where such men love, they have no desire. And where they desire, they cannot love. Uh, clinical psychologist Uwe Hartman, no idea if I'm pronouncing that first name right, um, he wrote in 2009, I'm going to change that. They wrote in 2009, because mm-hmm. I have no idea, stated that the complex is, quote, still highly prevalent in today's patients. Of course it is. Well, um, yeah. And I'm sure even, you know, 12 years, 13 years later after that, you know, we've, we're we still seeing that in pretty much all aspects of society. So, back to Jody and Travis. Oh, yeah, uh, the murder. <laughs> Travis, being a, the Mormon that he is, and growing mm-hmm. up in that and that mentality, kind of mentality and community, um, has this big problem with uh, this complex that he has with desiring Jody and continuing this secret sexual relationship yeah. with her, but not ever wanting to marry her or be with her or love her um, because, in his core, in his values or whatever, he wants to be with somebody who has never had sex before. Which like, before you, Travis, you would you don't know like maybe Jody was a virgin. I'm not saying she was, mm-hmm. but like you're you are the reason why you think that she is dirty. Right, you are. Yeah. So like, uh, that's what <laughs> another
0: another thing where like it doesn't care for me because I was just gonna ask you, do men are they okay to have? like sexual partners before marriage Mm. or is it just the woman who can't
1: right i actually don't know that for the mormon religion that would be something to look up i do believe it is both in the mormon religion okay it says um the law of chastity is an important aspect of the latter-day saint view of marriage and the family as holy sacred institutions it is simply this sexual relations belong within the bonds of legal matrimony this implies that there should implies that there should be no sexual relations before marriage, and after marriage, there should only be sexual relations between husband and wife. Marriage, by definition, is a legal union between a male and a female. In the by the Mormon, of Mormon definition church. of marriage, yeah. So
0: lots of things to unpack. Lots yeah, of things that are like wrong. That's there. for like almost another podcast just to un- unpack.
1: So let's just. Oh. Here's, oh, I just kind of want to read this, because okay. this just kind of, like, shows you the intensity of religion in general, and specifically the Mormon church, and specifically this law of chastity. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. says, um, in Genesis two twenty four, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Cleave? <laughs>
0: That's the part? That I'm sorry. Wanna... I gotta do what? <laughs> Like a meat cleaver, what like cleave, cleave, like, because and then become one flesh. You have to use flesh.
1: You could have just said become Ooh, one person. Cleave. I mean that makes sense. Like a meat cleaver, right? To split or sever something. So he t- tells his friends, Jodi uh, Jody is stalking him." Um, but they continued a fragmented sexual friendship. Mm. Um, then uh, once Jody found out that he was dating other women, she actually moved to Arizona. So after they broke up, she moved to be closer to him. And Travis started noticing weird things happening to his property. His tires were slashed one time when he was seeing another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, his door was frequently, you know, kind of so signs of a break-in, and his roommate uh, testified that Jody would frequently come into their house via the dog door. Could you imagine? <laughs> no. You're going to go make yourself a
0: grilled cheese, maybe some <laughs> tomato soup. And you go towards like cause I'm, I'm assuming that this house like you can see the front door from the kitchen. Sure. Like I don't know. A, at some angle. Uh-huh. And you go around and you're just looking at the front door and there's a person who you see a hand, you see a head. I would
1: cleave that person in half. <laughs> like I <laughs> would
0: not enjoy such a
1: thing. No. So uh, she stalks him for uh, a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the theories is, why would she kill him then? Why would she kill him on June 4th, 2008? Like, why now? And then the way that she... So that's one of the reasons why um, a lot of people theorize that she is a sociopath or she has sociopathic tendencies, mm-hmm. was that she did not seem to show um, that she was making uh, rash decisions after she... Um, Murdered him, hence the camera and the washing machine. Yeah. You no, know, why wouldn't she just take the camera with her? Yeah. Okay, so she's obviously not making sound decisions.
0: Um, I mean, she didn't even clean up the murder site. No. Like she didn't even try to get rid of anything. She yeah. just like did it, left the body, and then went over to her current birth boyfriend. Yeah. Like just like she was just like you deserve that. Boom, roasted, then left. Yeah. There's a helicopter flying above. So if you, I'm sure you can. That's them going to Travis's house. Yeah, you know,
1: thirteen years later. God, fourteen. I keep forgetting. Yeah, we're not twenty seventeen anymore. Okay. <laughs> my computer gave me a message last night when I couldn't Google anything. It said my secure, like my computer was not secure. And then it gave me a message that said your computer thinks it is twelve thirty one two thousand seventeen. So I don't know how that happened, but um, hmm. I wish. <laughs> Anyways. So I'm trying to get to the end of the story here, I Yeah, know it's so really long-winded. But there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we can kind of um, try to deduce about her psyche and she was diagnosed with a lot of different things. Um, her her defense attorney tried uh, to call in a psychologist who said that she had post traumatic stress disorder. Um Did brought she on not by plead acute insane stress. like Um, you know, they had many, uh, psychologists come in and say that she had, um, bipolar disorder, Mm -hmm. that she had a mood disorder, that she had borderline personality disorder, which the podcast that I was uh, listening to, Killer Psyche, went into all of the criteria for borderline personality disorder, um, and... It's hard because all of these disorders and illnesses are just diagnosed by one person. And it's just like one person's, one professional, albeit, but one person's um, opinion um, after they've gathered information of, you know, what label we can put on this person to describe how their mind is working. So it's hard because she can have aspects of sociopathy, of BPD, of, you know, manic depression, but, you know, it, it's hard to just label her as one thing and say that's the way, that's the reason she did it. Um, those things also typically occur throughout one's life and probably come on during um, early teenagerhood, um, if that's a word, uh, adolescenthood, anyways. Um, <laughs>
0: Adolescence. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Adolescenthood. That's as she looks up to the sky. I did. <laughs> I wanted to give out. you it.
1: I wanted to, and then I was like, maybe I'll just give him a crumb. No, thank you. You'll okay. appreciate it. Um, so it's hard because normally those things come up during adolescence and not just during a relationship, right? These are, these are personality disorders, not relationship disorders. So. Yeah. Um, the reason why the people think that she might have killed uh, Travis during this specific time in, in June uh, early June of 2008 was because precisely because he was going to take this other woman to Cancun instead of her. Mm. Right. It was kind of like her final straw, right? She had been terrorizing him every time he saw another woman. And now, um, this woman is quite literally replacing her on a romantic endeavor. And it's, you know, another part of her narcissistic personality disorder or whatever they want to say is, you know, if I can't have him, nobody can. Yeah. Um, And so that was the timeline for his death. Anyways, after all of this discussion about why she did this or who she was or what was wrong with her, um, she still never showed any signs of remorse. Um, She was uh, more worried about um, her physical appearance. She would ask uh, her defense attorney if she could um, clean up before being taken from jail to the courtroom because she knew paparazzi would be there. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of... um, signs where it was it was really all about her and after uh three months of um trials and two hung juries for the death penalty um they eventually uh could not decide on the death penalty and instead um sentenced her to life in prison without the possibility of parole wow so jody is currently serving time in a uh prison in arizona on life uh I haven't really looked up of like where she is now, you know, or how she's doing. I mean, obviously she's there, <laughs> she's but <still> like <laughs> mentally, yeah. where is she now? Yeah, like have um, they checked up on her? Yeah, uh, so she's actually moved several to uh, several different facilities since her sentencing in 2013, and let's see, as of 2020, um, it says, bear with me. Apparently, there's a a, a movie. Based off of this, I think? Really? Like a dateline or? Yeah. According to the Cinemaholic reports that as of January 2020, Arias is doing time in the Perryville prison located in Goodyear, Arizona. Um, It's less than an hour from Travis Alexander's hometown of Mesa, Arizona. Damn. Uh, In 2016, a recording of Arias detailing her daily life in prison was released by Radar Online. It says, quote, it's all good. If this was what it was like to be hated, then keep hating. Arias says in the recording. I've had so much love coming in my direction, I can't even respond to it now. We had chicken fajitas here tonight. Really good. A big old pile of caramelized onions, some bell peppers, like all the works. Jodi Arias, despite having so much love coming in her direction, including a uh, website called jodiariasisinnocent.com, was labeled by the media and still is as the most hated woman in America. And that is the story of Jody Arias and Travis Alexander.
0: Wow, you've taken me quiet on a trip yeah. here. Next You're time welcome. we're in Arizona, maybe we'll visit drive by. <laughs> we'll say Jody's in there somewhere. She's in there. She's eating her her, her chicken. F- her her fajitas, her caramelized onions, <laughs> the works,
1: the works. So, yeah, that's my story. I, I'm I'm all about the crime corner. I think
0: um, I think most of the crime. Unless I find something that I really want to like talk about, because I know that that's something that you really enjoy. I do, yeah. You like listen to my favorite murderer. Uh-huh. Shout Up, by the way. Shout out! Great, a
1: great podcast. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, a lot more than I do. Yeah. I do catch some Dateline episodes at home though, and I'm like, I'm Dateline. Cur- Dateline.
1: <laughs> I'm currently really into uh, like podcast series that depict like one person's life over uh, multiple episodes. Yeah. Um, my favorite one so far has been S Town, um, uh, by Serial. It's a uh, I think it's my zero, yeah. A really awesome um, depiction of one man who lives in a uh, a town in Alabama that he refers to as shit town. Um, And a lot of stuff... Just kidding. Yeah, right? Uh, A lot of stuff happens in that one. Um, Interesting. I'm I'm currently listening to uh, Someone Knows Something, season two. Um, It's about the disappearance of uh, Sherry. Oh, man. I am not not good the at remembering The names are blanking it, right now. Michael Lavoie is the, the suspect, actually. Okay. Which is, Sherry Shepard. There we Sherry go. Sherry Shepard. Yep, Sherry Shepard. Um, suspect Michael Lavoie. A uh, cold case. Still okay. not solved. Um, uh, another one that I listened to was, uh, Dirty John. Um, Dirty John. which was awesome. It Did was... he take a shower at all recently? <laughs> he was murdered <merging laughs> in the shower. <laughs> I really got another animated, <laughs> like, a body response to just a little silly thing I just said. Um, but that one's great it's a it's about a woman who is a four-time divorcee and finds love on the internet with this perfect doctor man who just turns out he's not at all who he says he is oh book recommendations if we want to do some like tiny corners um be cool i just read house in the cerulean sea Mm -hmm. it was really good made me cry um it's my book number one of the year i'm trying to get to 20 this year which seems like not a lot but considering i like really didn't read much last year it's almost two books a month yeah, so I'm going to try it. Anna over here is reading, like, 45 this year. And also listening
0: to, like, an album a day. Yeah. And here I am, barely able to, like... <laughs> yeah. Shower.
1: Get do laundry. done. No, I know. It's hard. It's like, i <laughs>
0: That's just, that's the, uh, that's the narrative. That's our story, the yeah. three of us, is that Anna's the one that's, like, very much into the self-help. Like, how, how much can, how many books can I read in a year? Like, yeah. really challenge herself. Right. Where me and Kristen, we barely get by sometimes. I just
1: don't understand how
0: people are supposed to eat, sleep, work, shower, do chores. See, I guess my thing is that, like, I, like, Anna reads books and she's doing this thing with, like, the albums. I will watch, I will, if I have a free day, I'll watch three movies in a day. Sure. Like, that's,
1: I guess movies is my challenge. Yeah. Yeah in a way. I want to clarify that I didn't, I didn't mean that, like, I don't know how people can just eat, sleep, work, and shower. Yeah. Because I do do (laughs) that. I actually do that every day. I wanted to (laughs) add that how they could do all of those things, maintain relationships and self-actualize at the same time. And
0: go work a huge, because Anna works so much.
1: Yeah. She's like there nine hours a day. Yeah. Maybe more. Yeah. Same though, you know? Yeah. Which, speaking of, I gotta go to work shortly, so.
0: Holy crap, When?
1: Oh, like five. I got to leave. You to get okay. I was like, you to be there. No, we gotta go. No, I gotta leave at five. I gotta leave at five.
0: Yeah, but that was really cool. That was a good story. Yeah. You got me up and down. Thank you. I was there. Um, Just
1: like our sound waves, up and down. Oh God, yeah. It's (laughs) gonna be a fun time right there. I can't wait. Well, I hope the sound on this is a little bit better. We are using one microphone right between the two of us because it just, it. This microphone is so good; it just catches a lot. It does. It is very much like
0: a, a great. And it's better than us tossing around a dead cat between the two of us. Absolutely. Um, Not a dead cat, okay, dumbass, but, like, you know, a microphone. Listen to the first episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'll get it, all right? Real ones know. You'll finally understand.
1: So we are going to try to get, like, some sort of device to connect both microphones, see if that works. But until then, stay tuned. Uh, Hope you enjoyed. Yeah.
0: We have good stories, just the audio might not be great, especially because we're outside today. Right freezing our little tootsies yeah, off. Yeah, uh, my feet are fucking cold. Yeah, my big toe is, like, screaming Same. a little bit. It's, <laughs> like, it's like, bro, oh! you gonna need some hot air in the car on will. way home. Hot air in
1: the car. I said,
0: okay. Well. All right. All right, all right, all right. Thank you. I was gonna be like, do I have to say it again? Shout out, Matthew. Yeah. Um, But uh, thanks for listening. Sorry, we're, like, really awkward right now.
1: Yeah, and it's a long one. We might almost get almost an hour this, well, this time. Well, there's so. a lot of
0: empty space. Sure. And some rambling that I could get rid of for sure. Cool.
1: Don't cut out on anything I say. No, scared. <laughs>
0: I've been holding that hiccup in. <laughs> it was very intense. Oh, it got a body reaction out of me. Full circle, babe. Full circle. All right. Full circle, but- Anyway, all corners
1: covered. We're the corners, not circles, so.
0: Oh, all <laughs> corners swept. How about that? All corners covered.
1: <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> it's the stop button, stop! not the button.